Welcome to the Space for Magic podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to receiving all the gifts the universe has for us. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive coach. Using a blend of common sense, brain science, and just a dash of magic, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Welcome to this episode of the Space for Magic podcast, and I am your host, Patty. And today, I want to talk about a conversation I just had with Mary. And the Mary I'm referring to is Mother Mary, the Mary that is the mother of Jesus. I'm recording this the week before Christmas, but I know the day that it drops is going to be the day before Christmas Eve. And as someone who was raised Catholic, you know, Christmas is a holiday I celebrate. And as a kid, Christmas was just so exciting because it was all things magic and presents and whatnot. And as I've gotten older, Christmas has become magical for other reasons. There's just something in the air for me. And maybe this doesn't resonate with you if you weren't raised celebrating Christmas. I don't know if it's Christmas that creates this energy or simply the, it's the energy of the winter solstice informing our behavior because the, it feels like people try to be nicer, that there's just a little more kindness in the air. And that's really what the winter solstice is about that we just passed. The 21st is, you know, that this that it's just getting brighter and brighter and brighter, that we've hit the darkest time. And now it's just going to get better and better and better. And I think for a year like the one we've been through, we really need that message. We really need that feeling. So I don't know if it's the power of the solstice that informs this energy that I feel around Christmas or being raised with Christmas as a holiday that had so much magic attached to it. You know, I just love, love, love the energy of this time. And as I became a parent, as specifically a mother, the thing that I would always come back to around this time of year is just what was it like for Mary? You know, what was it like to, you know, be carrying a child, be, you know, a thousand years pregnant? Cause that's what you feel like you're at when you're fully, fully pregnant and ready to go. And, you know, to having to be traveling and just not know where you're going to end up to, to deliver your baby in a world that we live in now where there's so much planning that goes into that delivery. And as a woman to not even know if she was going to have a bed and ultimately didn't have a bed, what was that like? Where was her mind at? Where was her mindset at? And um, interestingly enough, I've never asked her as you probably know if you've listened for a while, I talked to Jesus. I certainly talked to the divine, the different aspects of the divine. And you know, at times I have talked to Mother Mary, but it's been very hands-off conversations, I will say. And when I've tried to understand why I have this relationship with her, someone that really was a, you know, a great source of comfort. She really was the only feminine woman character in the the religion I grew up in. 
motherhood was certainly the the crux of me learning how to let go of control. It was that pivot point in my life. And yet I've never felt close to her. And if I'm honest, I think part of the reason I've never felt close to her is because there was a level of perfection in her that I didn't understand and I couldn't relate to, which is probably silly on my part because I know that the Bible isn't teaching the exact truth of personalities. And certainly the description of women is shaped in the image of what a man would want a woman to be. And so why I've never thought to just go direct to the source and ask her is is interesting. So I did, um, before I recorded this, I connected with her and asked her if she'd be willing to share some thoughts with me about, you know, when I was going into it, I was actually planning on asking her, you know, on the eve of the anniversary of you giving birth to what many people believe, the person many people believe is God, Jesus, you know, as you look out across this planet, what do you think? Interestingly enough, our conversation went in a different direction. I I did ask her that question, but what was so fascinating was I started off, you know, asking her the original question I mentioned earlier, which is like, what was this like? What was this night like for you? You know, on which obviously I don't necessarily think it was December 25th that she gave birth right on the calendar, but you know. Leading the, those few days leading up to, you know, giving birth. What was that like for you to be out there? And you know, what was that like just to be pregnant when you weren't married yet? And and all of that. And her answers were so obviously accurate. And yet, it's amazing that I wouldn't have concluded this. And in fact, they're even her answers are bringing tears to my eyes even as I try and give you the story. So we ended up going back to the beginning. So, you know, what was it like when you found out, you know, you're pregnant and now you're, you're not married yet. And this is, you know, obviously a, a crime punishable by, by death, by stoning. What was that like? And she said, you know, having Jesus, the choice to have Jesus wasn't confusing. It wasn't confusing at all. And she didn't, she wanted to clear that it wasn't because she was holier than now. She said, just, she just felt his presence in her body like a mother does. And she just knew she needed to have this baby, right? That that was just the end of it. So there was no, there was no choice involved in it. It wasn't confusing. It wasn't hard to make that decision. There were circumstances around it that were scary, but the, the actual path wasn't confusing for her. However, she said the parts that were confusing was what to do with the people around her, which I blew me away. And I'm going to walk you through it and, and why it blew me away. She said, you know, what to do with Joseph, to stay with him, you know, could I burden him with this? Should I burden him with this? Would he would he stay with me? Although she said she pretty much knew he would. You know, her family, her family, could she do this to them? 
was it, you know, could she accept the burden she was placing on them? And then beyond that, and this was the one that was kind of, uh, wow. Um, because as you think through this, you know, yeah, you know, she's got this man that she's engaged to, but this is going to bring great shame to him, right? And then she's got this family that's going to put them in danger and and bring shame. And so, yeah, those, those when you think through it, that's that makes sense. That makes sense that that's where her head was at. This last one, though, was the one that kind of got to me. And she said, could I trust people to tell them the truth, the people that were close to me that weren't her immediate family? And was I going to bear the rejection that I knew was coming? These were her words. She said, was it, should I bear the rejection that's coming or avoid telling them for as long as possible? to not have to deal with that, that could, could I handle the pain when they turned from me and something that she knew was inevitable. And that really, that really hit me in my core because I think so often when a person is choosing to follow their, their destiny, that it doesn't come, you know, or their purpose or where their heart is calling them, knowing where their heart is calling them isn't the confusing part. The confusing part is how to make it work for all the people around us, you know, and how to face the loss that may come, the rejection that may come if we choose to step into who we are meant to be and take on all of the stuff that comes with that, right? I did also ask her if she knew that she was giving birth to you know, to God, right? or at least, you know, if, if you are of the belief that Jesus is, you know, God beyond just God, every single one of us is the divine, but this religious, this person who would become a religious figure and, and really change the destiny of, of so many people and the, and the trajectory of the planet in so many ways. And she said, no, you know, it, she said the Bible makes everything look like this clean timeline that makes perfect sense. It didn't really happen that way. She understood that who she was carrying was special. And she knew that there was something important that she was doing in bringing him into the world. But beyond that, she didn't know right away. And I think why that question was so important to me, because I will say as she was answering the questions, she was very matter of fact about it. <laughs> and as she was answering the questions, I think I was the one who wanted to know. You know, I wanted to know maybe for myself and also as an extension for you and especially, you know, the people in my communities, the receiving school and the active receiving mastermind who are really take these bold, courageous steps as you know, and you, if you're not in one of those programs, you may be doing this as well. When you're taking these bold, courageous steps to, to really live your unique life, right. And, um, to receive all the gifts that are being sent to you, it can be scary. And so do you need to know how profound the thing you are pursuing is, or is it simply following your own inner guidance, your own North star, is that enough? And for 
the way Mary responded certainly seemed it was. For her, it was, yes, this is special. This is important. But Jesus being who Jesus became, did she know that? And she did not. You know, she did all of this with the faith that was simply right. That, you know, with the mother's faith is really what she insisted, that this was just the process of a mother being connected to her child. So as we get went along in the conversation, you know, and I got I asked her more about what that experience was leading right up to those days leading up to Jesus's birth and certainly that night, you know what she said was she was just all the things. She was tired, she was frustrated, she was annoyed, like just what you would expect. Interestingly enough for the time we're in, she found, she was very frustrated with the government because you know they were out there in this trip, right? to deal with a government issued mandate, right? And to just be creating all of this chaos. She was very annoyed. She was very annoyed by all of it. And um she said Joseph was very her, you know, her husband was very at peace. Like he was a very chill kind of dude and that that got on her nerves sometimes because she would be like, why can you just be so okay with all of this? Like, why aren't you more upset? So I thought that was really funny because that's, I think, a really typical dynamic, right? In a partnership, sometimes the yin and the yang kind of rubbing each other sometimes. And then right on the cusp of giving birth, she said she was all the things. She was excited. She was tired. She wanted it to be over. She wanted to be on the other side where she was holding her child, um, all those things. But she said it was very much a birth. It was a birth. And it had all the things that birth has. I think birthing a child is just one of those things that it's so complex and simple at the same time that it really does go beyond words, right? There's just a ton of emotion. And and I think even whether you've given birth to a child or you've given birth to something that was beyond your comprehension that you could bring it into the world, there's just, it's messy and it's scary and it's exciting and it's all those things. And that is exactly what she was experiencing. She also said that, you know, again, going to that timeline that's in the Bible, you know, the three kings didn't just arrive and like all the things didn't fall in place. It was, it, there was a, a long periods of time where there was, there was very little affirmation of being held by the divine, by a God force that this was, you know, divinely ordained. And so there was a lot of scary times. There was a lot of doubt not in that this was the right choice to have this child, but that this was, you know, that they would be okay, that they would be okay, that they would be safe. And there was so much in what she was telling me that I realized mirrored the year that we're in. And I asked her, you know, what, what kind of advice she had for us, or as she looks out on humanity at this time, on the cusp of this anniversary of her giving birth to this person who you know, change the world in so many ways, you know, what she would offer us. And the first thing she said was hang in there. (laughs) She said, hang in there because you will, everything feels so long and drawn out and chaotic. And, you know, eventually you will be able to look back on it and see the plan and see how it all worked out. But in the moment, you just need to hang in there and just 
sometimes get to the next day and that that's okay. It's okay to have moments like that. It's okay to have weeks like that. It's okay to have months like that. And you know, your your version of the three kings with their gifts and and all the other affirmations will come over time. But it's not often tied up in a night nice bow where it makes sense right from the get-go. And so hang in there. And, you know, she wanted to know that she wanted us to know that there are many helpers that are close to us, you know, from the other side, including her, that are here to help us and and bless us and and take care of us and give us comfort. And she said that it was important that we ask for that help. I asked her specifically the question, what do you want for us? And this was her answer. And I took out my notes so that I could get this right. To know that you are held, to know that you are not alone, to know that I'm here, meaning Mary, that I bring you peace, that I understand your crisis, like that she doesn't just see it, that she knows what it feels like to be in this chaos, right? To not understand, to have a sense that something spectacular is happening and yet still be scared and and overwhelmed by what's going on. And finally, she said, I will help, just ask. And so I said to her, well, what about non-Christians that necessarily, you know, aren't, they don't see you as the mother of God, right? And and she laughed and she goes, well, I was a (laughs) non-Christian, And then she said, Christians don't know, Christians don't own the market on helping people. And she said, and by the way, there's a lot of Christians that would do well to remember they don't own that market. (laughs) That that was kind of funny. And she said, don't reach to me because you believe my son is God. Reach to me because you know you need help and you feel like I could help you. And there was very much this sense of be in a relationship with me, you know, that, that I can help and that, you know, why you come to me or the, the religious or dogmatic lens you see me through is less important than if you heard something here or you've just heard something from Mother Mary and some, from some other source that resonates with you and you felt like she could help you just understand she will. And I thought that was so incredibly beautiful. And the conversation just happened with her. So um, I had to look back on my notes a couple of times because I'm even still processing it. But the feeling I got when I wrapped up this conversation with her and came here to talk to you is just how much of a real person she is. And this always, I mean, not that she's a person anymore, but you know, that she's down to earth, right? That that she's not this ethereal non-person that we often understand her to be. And this has been a message I've gotten continuously from the divine, from Jesus, from now Mary, is this, this understanding of being in an intimate, honest relationship with these beings who can help us. And, you know, if you're deeply religious Christian, some of this stuff may feel like it it just sounds wrong or bad the way I'm speaking about Mary. And that's the case, then, you know, 
obviously it's time to change the channel on your podcast station, but I don't intend to be sacrilegious with this. The fact that she showed up the way she did just, it gave me so much comfort and, and helped me relate to her in a way I've never, never related to her. And I, and I certainly hope if you're in a place where you're feeling anything she might've been feeling as she made the choice to, you know, carry Jesus and those days leading up to his birth, if any of that is feeling like what you're feeling and you heard anything here that resonates with you, then reach out to her, just ask her to help you. And my feeling is just how very close she is to all of us and how much she loves and respects all of us. I send you my love. If you are celebrating Christmas, I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Whatever um, you are celebrating, I I certainly wish you all the light that the winter solstice uh, promises that we've just gone through. And remember, it's just getting better and better from here. Much love. Hey, thanks for listening. If you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review at your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people and it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you have to say about what I've shared. I'm cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. And don't forget, always create space for magic. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.